Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast. My name is Monty Gordon. My guest today is Giampaolo Tabarini. Giampaolo's winery is obviously called Tabarini and it is in Montefalco in Umbria in central Italy. Welcome, Giampaolo. Thank you, Monty. Right, now let's go through, let's start off with your family history. Well, uh, I'm the fifth generation winemaker, always in the same lens. I got the company when I was very young. I was 22 years old. It was 1996. That is young. Yeah, really young. At that time, Montefalco wasn't well known as today it is. So I got this company and mostly my father, my grandfather used to sell wine in back to foreign merchants. So the wine was delivered to Luxembourg, French. Uh, so we didn't have any idea where at the end the wine you, was going through. The French buying Italian wine and pretending it was French. Well, I would never believe it. <laughs> yeah, you can. Well, at that time, uh, usually the merchant used to tell to my grandfather that the wine was for local taverna. But the size they used to collect at the cellar was huge. We were speaking about 40,000, 50,000 liters per time. So this is not an amount that an, a taverna... Well, a taverna can consume it, but in 20 years. So, so, But, you know, grower at that time didn't have the culture, didn't have the knowledge of how the market was. So, uh, they simply trust on what those people used to tell them and at the end they got the money so yeah it was quantity rather than quality yeah so uh, they was happy because winery in spring used to be clean yeah empty to money. sell all the wine in spring yeah. exactly yeah. Go on the money is in the pocket yeah. so at the end uh, was working at that time so when i got the company first things i said to my family it was we have changed something. This is not anymore the way to go ahead. The market is changing, everything is changing. So if you really dream that I do not escape, that I don't go far away you don't town, run away. That, yes, if you want that I stay here, in the village doing your job something have to change. So it's basically what you're saying, it's my way or the highway. Either I did it my way or exactly. I'm going to go. Exactly. And were your parents happy? Did they say, okay, we'll, we'll trust you? Well, that was very scared. <laughs> Really, literally scared because we had to invest a lot and change uh, everything. Grower never been investor, never been man that was into the industry, so have the knowledge of the commerce and so. so, what, so did you, what did you invest in? Were you talking about stainless steel tanks? Yeah, high density vineyards. So slowly we had to purchase the new tools because the old one wasn't working anymore. As should work because technology was changed. Because if you want to sell the wine into the bottle the wine should be perfect clean and clean and I didn't I wasn't looking uh, to make the wine I was looking to make a miracle so if you want to make a miracle you, you, you need you need of the right tools to make it happen okay so now you've been doing that was early 1990s so you've had what 20 years yes I was 22 so I, I start to run the company I changed everything um, at the beginning of 2000 was the time to release the wine on the market but also there I keep another decision that was fundamental at that time because the question on my brain was why people should buy my wine? There are many nuns wine. So why such people should go on the shelf and grab my bottle? And it's the first issue. So you wanted to get into the consumer's head. Exactly. What is the motivation and for buying a so, Sagrantino? So I said to myself, if people should trust me, I need to show them 
my work, not in a short time, in a long time. Because I can be lucky once, I can be lucky twice. Do you mean you need to be consistent? Exactly. Give a weight to the things you daily do. And so I release on the market three different vintages. So three different vintages of Sagrantino and three different vintages of Montefalco Rosso. Instead, goes out in the market two years earlier with the first one. So I don't understand. So you're releasing the wines earlier than normal or you're waiting to release I'm waiting for to release but how did you pay for that? If you've already you That was the travel. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> no cash in the pocket. <laughs> so it was literally surviving. <laughs> But that was good because when we released the free vintages on the market, people touch with their hands, say, oh, the first vintage is so good. The second is even better. Third one is improving. This fucking guy is working seriously. All right. So you, got to, you, you established the market. So th- that was our beginning on, on, on the market. And the same time, the first awards uh, shows up. So we broke in the wall here in Montefalco where just a couple of winery used to go to Trebicchieri Gambero Rosso. So were you getting awards as well? In the, in the, yeah, in the... so the, the wall was literally pushed down and I... Were your parents happy? Were they still alive? <laughs> yeah. They were happy with it. <laughs> they are. Were they surprised? <laughs> Nobody was expecting that. <laughs> so um, we got the first award from uh, Gambero Rosso, my first uh, Trebicchieri. And that time I didn't so have... Trebicchieri is three glasses, which is the si. top rating from a very well-known and respected Italian wine critical journal. You're right. After these uh, many other words... Uh, came up is after here so and today we are awarded by a whole the knowns uh, guide national international so we are very proud of what we did so tell us tell me about the actual estate how big is it what is the soil type how do you work uh, my first winery was inside your the first winery how many wineries yeah. have you had <laughs> I, fl- I I moved my tanks from a rooms to another for many years since I got my but they're always in one place right the yes one. yes my grandfather had different buildings there was a room inside the family house that was for fermenting so the fermenting fermentation zone was inside the house in the middle uh, there was the kitchen into a side the fermenting zone on the other side there was the cows so the kitchen was in the middle of such a garden between, between <laughs> beef and wine yeah? exactly <laughs> then uh, beginning of 2000 I moved all the things uh, into another building close by the house since in 2003 I've been able to start to the new cellar but the new cellar I built in 2003 it wasn't really the building in my dreams so I was dreaming as everybody you know we dream for the most beautiful woman we dream for the best car we have a lot of dreams but sometimes you're not so easy get it immediately so remain a dreams at that time but I built the first cellar but I wasn't I didn't have the satisfaction I was looking for so now the project is improving and the new cellar is so nice I'm very proud so you've got a sec- another cellar yeah it's so always there the- I'm enlarging the building enlarging I'm adding a bricks up to another so every time I can so what is the difference between the old cellar and the new cellar well I say all the time well, first of all I work personally into the wine. So I do not have workers that take care of my grapes, take care of my wine. I personally do it. So I say all the time that if you want to do a good job, you should work in a comfortable way. Yeah, and simple. Yeah. As more space you have, as better you work. So I, I took a white a piece of paper, completely white, and I start to paint all the tools into this paper. And then after the the tools, I said, okay, now it's time to place the wall. And I start to place the wall around the tools. So the walls follow the idea 
So the shape of the winery is exactly. governed by what's going to be inside exactly. it. So when you say the tools, you mean like tanks, presses? Exactly. So all the stainless steel tanks to have fermentation, well, even before, because there's a moment where we collect the grapes into the cellar. Because you make red and white wine as well, so that means red, you have a winery white. that must be capable of doing... But we are very carefully in the selection of the grapes. So I don't want to put all the grapes inside the same uh, stainless steel tanks. It's, it's, it's the same. I say all the time that make the wine is like cooking. So I don't want to take all the fruit and put all the fruits on the pot to make my marmalade. I want to say, okay, this is a very beautiful apple. I want to use this. The other one, mm, there are a couple of bags. It's not so beautiful. Uh, to be very honest, it's a little bit ugly. So I want to use this. But this one not. So you want to select the best grapes? And even more. We are the only winery that since 2003 bottled separately single vineyard. So every corner of every single vineyard is separate. So how many, so you mean you ferment everything apart, every block exactly. apart, but do you label wines under, under single vineyard? Yes. How many single vineyard we wines does Tappadini make? On then? label, we have three. Okay. In the cellar, uh, I have much more. We usually have eight, nine, seventeen, or every year. Okay, so I'm going to ask you two questions. Okay. Yeah. So the first one is just give us the names of the three yeah. vineyard names that you put on the label. Yeah. Okay. First, that's the first question. Bye. Well, the name of the vineyard, of course, is a historical name that you find on the map uh, of the 12th century, something like this. Uh, so we have Colle Alle Macchie, that is the highest hill in the southern side of Colle Alle Macchie. Colle Alle Macchie. So that's the hill of Macchie. Cos'è Macchie? Si. Cos'è Macchie? Macchie is hawk. All right, so that's oak forest. Oak forest. Right. The next one, number two. Number two is Campo alla Cerqua. So that's the field of the... Cerqua oh. is uh, a dialect word. In Put Italian it. language, cerqua is quercia. The oak tree. Oak tree. So that's the evergreen oak. Exactly. Number three. Number three is Colle Grimaldesco. This is a Excuse very it. long Ancora. story. Just say it again. Colle Grimaldesco. So it's the hill of Grimaldesco. Who or what is a Grimaldesco? Grimaldesco uh, is... A, Grimwald is a Longobard king okay. that in the 6th century came... Uh, there was a barbarian. There was Longobard. Yeah, we love Longobards. There was Longobard. You know, they destroyed everything. They, they, they were... They was crazy crazy yeah. really crazy and so they came in the 6th century to our area to keep the Gran Ducato of Spoleto that was under the church and of course as used to happen the father was in town in Spoleto but the king was in Montefalco because you know Montefalco is the balcony of Umbria so from Montefalco you can see everything all around so it's a very strategically important point yeah, in central right, Italy in terms right. of military defense and all that sort of stuff yeah you got it so the the king was exactly on the hill where today we have the winery okay so we discovered an whole map and there was such name on the map so we sent an historical professor to the vatican museum to make a research and study about that and he came back with all the information about this longboard king what people do just to get the name right on the front of their sagrantino bottle is quite incredible isn't but it? it's not yet done because at the same time we discovered that <laughs> It's crazy. This is a long story. We never had. So it's all right. We've got plenty of tape in the machine. All right. 
<laughs> so I delivered a photographer to Spain because we discovered that this Longobar king uh, uh, did his own coins with his own face on it. So anyway, we got the picture uh, and then we, from the picture we started another project. We realized that the graphic drawer of the king at such time used a lot of ovals of the same proportion, different sides, but the same proportion to make the paint. So we recreate again the project of the graphic drawer at six centuries. So, so you copied this, the way they made the paint and the exact, paint itself. Exact. So you're not, obviously not a man that does things by halves, yeah? You are, you are. I fall in love for such things. Uh, sometimes have no meaning, we know, but how many things have no meaning and anyway, we do it. Okay, so, so, that's, your, so that's your third. So let's just run. Uh, so long ago, we asked you the question. <laughs> it seems like several years ago. But let's just give you the three Sagrantino Signor yeah. again. Numero uno. Colla le macchie. So the, okay. Number two. Campo alla cerqua. Number three. Colla Grimaldesco. So that's the Lomb- Lombard Hill. Uh, the Lombard Hill. Right. Okay. Right. right. That's the third one. So in terms of the taste, <laughs> si. quickly, just go through them one by one. The first wine. Wow. Colla le macchie is. Oh, very deep, dark, Tannic. rich, full body. All, all the Sagrantino are rich in tannins, but tannins for me means nothing. Is that on very clayey soil? You see. So that's why right. it's quite... Okay, the second wine. The second wine, Campo La Cerqua, is up to the river pebbles. So that's the oak tree vineyard. Yeah. So that's on pebbles, so that's going to be more softer tannins, maybe a little bit of spice You're right. in there. You're and, right. And number Thinner, three. Thinner, elegant, more acid. Right, let's get the longer parts. The longer third part. one, give me the name again. Is the Colle Grimaldesco. That's it is the most complex one because here there we have river pebbles clay it's a it's mixed mix. texture so you pick that, do you pick that in different times though oh no 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 I harvest all the grapes at the same time I ferment the wine in the same way I age all of them in the same way no, I've already done it for the first one, for the third wine, because yeah. you've got some um, stony, so it's like a combination of the beer, some stony soil and yeah. some clay soil. Is there a big difference in ripening between the... St- no, because I used to arrive very... I used to be the last winery in the area to harvest the grapes. We usually harvest from the 28th, 29th of October, since the beginning of November. Was that because you wanted to have like an overripe, sexy style, or because you just wanted to have phenolic maturity? The second one, for phenolic maturation, and first of all, for the ripeness of the tannins. Before you told me, is tannic such wine? I say, it's rich in tannins, but these tannins have no meaning. Not because they have no meaning, have a meaning. But if the tannins are sweet, they're born sweet, that means that they're ripe, they polymerize along the here and the wine going to be smooth. If the wine born green, will be green forever. That's so, nothing to do. So polymerization just means the tannins form smooth chains, and which means if there's forming exactly. smooth chains in the wine, it's going to be smooth on your mouth, right? Good job. Right. So, right, that, that's the three single vineyards, Sagrantini. See? Is that right, Sagrantini? Sagrantini, no. There is not a plural... Uh, I, you're right. I is stand a... corrected. <laughs> this is great. This is... No, this but is there's, there's... For every rules we have in Italian language, there is an exception. Is Sagrantini... is an exception. So Sagrantini non esiste. No. Sagrantini... The plural of Sagrantino is Sagrantino. Sagrantino. Okay. Many people say Sagrantini. There are three Sagrantini. No, forget it. See, Brunello, you talk about three Brunelli. Three Brunello. Ah, it's anche loro. Of course. It's the same. Ah, that's another example. I want a bunch of Brunello. Sorry, this is forget the Italian Um, wine podcast. (laughs) This is the Italian linguistics class. Well, well, this is an exception because substantially, in this case, is a home name. It's not a a, a common name. It's a real name, yeah. We say real name. Yes, exactly. Right, so listen, right. So you've got your winery. Yeah. You've designed it how you want. Yeah. You've got your three single vineyard or single site, Sagrantino. Sagrantino? 
Oh. Yeah. Next. 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 Oh, well, we make uh, Adormando, that is a white wine. What's it called? Adormando. Ad- to, to Armando. Who was Armando? Great. You, are, you know you're the first one that really catch it? Oh, okay. I'm well, so happy. My, Thank you for doing it. Cognac, my brother-in-law's called Armando. <laughs> it is. So the, to Armando. Who was Armando? Armando was my grandfather. Was uh, it your, on your mother's side or your father's side? On my mother's side. Because I, I did, pre, uh, before to make Adormando, I did the wine for my grandfather, from my father's side, that was the wine maker of the village. And what was he so, called? So the name of uh, my grandfather was Giovanni and the name of the wine is Il Padrone delle Vigne, the owner of the vineyard. So you make two wines for your each of your two grandfathers, your exactly. mum's dad and your dad's dad. See, si. oh, that's nice. See, si. and so I was really embarrassed with the other grandfather. It was the both are passed away, of course, was passed away. But I said I can't do that. So if I did the wine for for one of them, I should do one for the other because they have the same value for me in my heart. It, yeah, otherwise, it's not fair. Yeah. Exactly. What did you learn from your grandfathers? Maybe not about wine, but about life. If you have a, a ricordo, a memory of them, well, that they taught you something. What would it be? The both uh, grandfather was very well known in the village. They was very important person in the village because the butcher is is important. So <laughs> one of so one of your grandfathers was the butcher. Yeah. Which one on your mum's side? Mum's my mother's side right, so on my mother's and, side and on your father's side what was his well, the winemaker of the village okay so that's usual so you got basically if you need a glass of wine and a slice of steak you're sorted you see the two grandfathers yes. you're done okay so and you made these two wines personalised what is the difference in styling between the two wow very far away because uh, the one that I gave the name to my grandfather from my father's side it was a red wine and really entry level something rich full body for daily drinking right. because the winemaker drink all time before lunch after lunch my grandfather used to say he was drinking uh, just twice a day before and after the food so <laughs> but means all time okay. so and the other one uh, is a white wine that literally changed the story of the white wine in Umbria Adormando was the first white wine in Umbria that got uh, free glasses from Gambero Rosso in uh, 2007 and at that time the only awarded wine in Umbria was Cervaro della Sala from Antinori family. When we did this with all the area was more than surprised. So what was special about this white wine? What was the grape variety that you uh, used? Trebbiano Spoletino is a very, first of all, is an indigenous grapes. Yeah, it's not really a Trebbiano either. It's it? not, no, well, you know, Trebbiano come, the word Trebbiano come from a Latin word uh, that is Trebanus and is indigenous. It's for this that after the word Trebbiano used to follow another word that specify where the grapes are indigenous are. Yeah, Trebbiano meant this is the, the wine of the local place, right? Right. So Spoletino, because in Flaminia, that is the Roma street, direction Spoleto, that's the zone where you was finding the such grape. So the Spoletino grape yeah. was actually not a Trebbiano, it's a Spoletino. And, and there are many, Spoletino. you know there are many, Abruzzese, Di Romagna, Di Lugana, all so over. So what are the characteristics of a Spoletino white wine? Well, this is completely different from all the other Trebbiano. First of all, because it used to be ripe at the beginning of November. It's that is crazy. Late, late ripening. Very, very late. Usually Trebbiano Toscano used to be ripe beginning of September. So very, very, Rate, uh, ripeness that um, give the ability to the wine 
to stay on the on the plains uh, during the first winter night. So basically, it's quite a resistant variety. Ooh, it can resist a lot. No mold, no diseases. And it can grow on a damp place that gets cold in autumn without rotting. Should be cold. So very resistant. So does it have very thick skins, the Spolicino? See, double time thicker than uh, skins of a Trebbiano Toscano. So what does you that chewly, give? You chew the skin. What does that give to the wine? When you press the wine, is it quite difficult pressing these thick skins? Oh, yeah. yeah do, do, you slow, do you slow press or do you quick press? What is the secret of making uh, good Spolicino? I have a, a very quick uh, press with a very soft pressure because I have no meaning uh, goes ahead for a long time. The, the first drop that come out are the Best. Hold so the, the free, rest. The free run. The, well, we have two different white wine. The flower, the one we call the flower, so is that's the, the first run juice, the purest juice. You're right. Adormando is only this. Okay. So it's the juice that naturally came out from the skin. Everything is coming from the press. Also, if it's soft, just a tiny touch. Anyway, it's not anymore Adormando. Okay, it's so, an entry level. So, and where does the rest of the juice go? Which which brand does that go into? Uh, we have another. We have Il Padrone delle Vigne Bianco. So, so we il have Padrone delle Vigne. Is the is the godfather of the si, vineyard? See, si, exactly. Is the godfather? Okay. Exactly. <laughs> in the in the right way. Yeah, yeah. On the right way. You know, godfather have a lot of meaning, <laughs> especially here. <laughs> okay. Are you looking at me? No, well, no, 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 no. no. Okay. I don't see. I don't hear. I don't right. speak. So that's the two Spolettino, the two Spolettino ones. Um, yep. Next, we've done the Sagrantini. Sagrantino, yeah. Sorry, and we've done the Spolettino. Oh, so we have free Sagrantino. No, no Grigetto. Um, I don't like Grigetto. It's not on, on my view. What for you is is you don't like Grigetto because it's difficult to grow or because it doesn't have a lot of flavor. Grigetto usually is bitter. The color is very dark yellow. Is it aggressive. It's easy to the, the Grigetto born green after one second is gold in one second. It's when you drink it, it's all over in your mouth. It's not easy. Try to put him into a side or into another. You want to go where you want to so go. So it lacks a bit of acidity, maybe? Well, uh, the acidity is not so high as I wish into a white wine. Uh, if I look to the Trebbiano Spoletino, acidity of Trebbiano Spoletino is the double than the one okay. we have in the Grigetto. It's, it's another word. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to say that Trebbiano is better than Grigetto. Mm -hmm. Trebbiano is what I like. Okay. So I feel more comfortable with it. Okay. So what about your main, your main market? Obviously, you've had a lot of critical success in Italy. Has that helped you sell to foreign markets like, say, America or yeah. France or Germany or, or the UK? We sell the wine uh, in 29 different countries. United States is one of them. So we are in uh, Canada, United States, uh, something like South America. In Europe, we are mostly all over with just few exceptions like Portugal, Spain, Greece. Then we have Asia and Oceania, so Australia, New Zealand, and uh, of course, as I told you, Asia, so Japan, China. Do you do the selling yourself or do you have somebody to do that so you can stay um, in, the, in the town doing your vineyard and winery stuff? I have a guys that help me. So we used to share our trips all around the world because since a few years ago, I was by myself doing this. But it's not easy to travel all around the world by yourself and at the same time make the wine. So I was thinking what's best doing in my company. And I said, I prefer to have a guy that travel and I take care about the wine. So what does the future hold for you? What is your next project? You obviously got a guy with a lot of energy. Yeah, well, and now a lot of ideas. Uh, that's now I yeah, have, I have to lie down after this interview. I need, I need, I need a, you know, sleep. Now I have a crazy project. Yeah. 
Now I'm trying to create a wine village. A wine village. A wine village. In... It's like uh, you know when you go in vacation and there are villages uh, on the sea with all the amusement that are linked uh, to the beach, the water. I want to do the same with the wine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> with no beach, no sand. So because it's not comfortable to have the sand in the middle of the finger, the foot okay. finger. So. so when you say like a wine village, what do you mean by that? But who would it be aimed at as well? Would it be aimed at younger people or older people? I Italians, want, foreign people? Yeah, I want foreigners, I want Italians, I want young, I want old. Um, I don't want to make a discrimination. So so this is not something for a specific category. It's for people that love have fun, love the wine, uh, want to have a new experience, and uh, they want to enjoy a, something new, a funny idea. So they come to the cellar and they have everything. There are circuit where you can go on the kitchen garden uh, collecting everything you want you can have tour in the middle of the animals and take your animals if you wish to so you got animals as well have you? yes oh, because as I told you because my grandfather was a butcher we still have everything uh, you still chicken. have cows then? we have cows not anymore but we have pigs we have lambs we have uh, ducks uh, guinea fowl chicken uh, rabbits uh, turkey uh, I'm, I'm forgetting uh, a pigeon free range well pigeon but I'm forgetting something because we are plenty of such things and we like them. So they're all, they're all for meat, basically. Do you have any birds like chickens for eggs as well? or do you just? Oh, yes, it? of course. Also yeah. for the eggs, we have fresh eggs. We make fresh pasta every day. So, and you sell that commercially? No. That's just for the family? It's just for the family and the winery guests. But the, so but the all the other animals, are you selling the meat or not? Or, just, or is it just for you? No, it's just for us and for the winery guests. So, so all the winery all the winery guests everybody's coming to the cellar it's not having something close to the wine that is shot it's own production so our salami our sausage our eggs our tomatoes our salad our everything so this is just like a family garden see si. but a slightly larger scale so when guests come so when you, when you say guests do you mean Tourists, journalists journalists can be journalists uh, but also can be importers but at the same time is also wine lover that come to the cellar just to have a tour a tasting mm -hmm. so why why you should taste my wine with a with the garbage? So I don't make garbage, so okay. So I if, if a tourist comes and has like a meal in the winery, obviously yep. they pay for that. It's not like it's free. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. The, the tasting are at payment. Of course, the guys discount the tasting at the end of the tour if the guest uh, purchase the wine. The yeah. wine. Of course, if you purchase the wine at the end, we discount okay. uh, the tasting. I have no meaning. Ask money if you purchase the wine. So how many how many people do you have looking after all these animals? It can't just be your family. Oh, my mom and my father and my hunts are taking care of all the animals and uh, I have my uncle that was the cellar master with my grandfather he is now 81 years old that is helping me in the cellar that's it that's great <laughs> yeah it's easy 81 years old he's still yeah, working yeah. still working there is he as energetic as you wow if you look at him you believe that he's 60 65 not older. So I just want to say thanks very much to Gianpaolo Tabarini from the Tabarini Winery. You are a force of nature. <laughs> oh, thank it's, you so it's, much. I'm going to have to go and lie down after this interview. <laughs> I, need, I need a massage. <laughs> I need to take a holiday. So, uh, but what you're doing is um, obviously very unique. And um, yeah, I, li I like the idea of these single vineyards, single site Sagalentini. So Sagalentino, funny. sorry, I should say. And obviously the fact that you've got your kitchen garden and the whole family is involved. I'm sure sometimes it's very complicated <laughs> with family politics. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially with the mama. Yeah. <laughs>
Um, just want to say thanks very much to Giancarlo Tabarini of the Tabarini Winery in Montefalco. Uh, not only a winery, it is a, obviously a gastronomic destination, I think, having heard about this kitchen garden. Obviously, uh, you made a mark locally and you've certainly made a mark internationally as well with your wines and within Italy, of course. Uh, you are a force of nature. Great to meet you. I Pleasure need, is the wine, brother. I, I need to go lie down. <laughs> <laughs> Exhausting interview. <laughs> it great. Great stuff. Thank you so much. Follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. 